Big blue. Got it. Okay, we're ready. Check, check. One, two, one, two. Can you hear me now? Wait, what are you doing? Oh, she sprays. What is actually happening right now? Okay, this is this is the spray. The way we start the show. This is very very diva ish. In twenty seven days from now, you have to check back in and check out Lane's skin because this spray is supposed to make her skin different. Really? All about yeah. It's all vanity right now. It's all good. (laughs) Where'd you get it from? What is it? Uh, Zach Bush, my 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 guy. Okay. Yeah. He's, right. uh, Are you going to be aging backwards like Benjamin yeah, Button? That's that's the whole. That's where I'm going. I cannot wait. Okay, I'm, I'm excited. Photos. We're watching it happen mm-hmm. in real time right now. In real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, I am excited to be here. I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford, and I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy, and we're hanging out with you and our friend. Elise Bryson. Whoop, whoop. So I'm so happy to be here. Yes. I love it when you guys let me crash. Yes. You're going to be crashing all the time. I mean, this is just going to be a -a Mm crash-a-thon. Crash-a-thon. Is that a word? It is now. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 So Elise, uh, the three of us have all met because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yes. Online. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been fortunate enough to meet Tamar in person. I have never met Elise in person, but I will be by the time. Yeah. By the time you hear this, we will have met in person because we are meeting up in person, which is very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, I think this is like the silver lining of pandemic life is being able to foster relationships like this online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Plus we're like holding down the West coast, like top to bottom. Yeah, we are. We're going Vancouver, BC, Seattle, San Francisco. Yeah, it's it's a good lineup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're Elise all, Bryson on. is in we're the house with fun. us. Uh, Elise, how like what's going on with you? What's going on today? You went to Tarjay. Did you get my pink shorts? I did not get your pink shorts. Mm. Did you know that I looked at pink shorts while I was there, though? I have that psychic ability. She does. Creepy. It's scary. You know Creepy. this, Elise. I walked, I walked through the clothing section, but I was like, you don't buy clothes here. So why do you always look like you? And when you do, you have regrets because they don't last. They're not no offense target, but they're not quality. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, just keep on walking. But mm-hmm. then of course I ended up in the underwear section was like, do I need new underwear? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do I No. I have like 8,000 pairs of underwear. I know because I'm packing because I'm moving. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't buy any of that. I stuck oh, to, well, I mostly stuck to the list. Okay. Mostly. Do you shop at Target tomorrow? No, we don't have Target here. Oh, you don't. No okay. Target in Canada? What do no, you have? No, okay. Not much. We have oh. we have good Tim Hortons coffee, which, you know, seems to be a hit. And um, we have good desserts here. Okay. But no Target. No Target. Okay. No. I shop at the mall. I'm a little bit of a snob when it comes to my shopping. I'm a little nervous because there's not a Target near my new house. And I'm mm. just, but there is a Fred Meyer right down the road, which I used to shop at Fred Meyer back when I used to live by a Fred Meyer. So I guess I'll have to change my ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adapting, mm-hmm. evolving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elise, Tamar, what are we talking about today? 
Well, what's on the agenda, Lane? <laughs> oh my God, so much. I mean, I have a checklist that's the length of my arm. Seriously. <laughs> uh, you know what I, I love is having guests on the show. And Elise has been generous enough to come on the show with us. She's been on my show and she's a part of Time Takes Time because time takes time. It does. It takes time. It does. Uh, and what I've learned about Elise is that she is a single mom. Yep. Let's Couldn't talk get about more that. single. Couldn't get more single. Yeah. Let's talk about being a single mom I, because I am not a single mom. And Tamar, well, she's I'm, not a mom. I'm not a mom. Yeah. So I would love to hear a little bit about single momdom. Single momdom is not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so my son is now 25, which just freaking blows my mind. I can't even, I know, I know. Like, like when, when did you have him? Like what, when like, I was on. 12, that's my yeah, favorite that, joke, but yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't always land. Right. It doesn't, some people do not find that joke funny. Yeah, and, no. but I always know the people that don't find that joke, joke funny, probably not going to be my best friend. Right. I was just gonna, they're not in your circle. Right? Yeah. They don't, if they don't get, if they don't see the humor in that, the lightheartedness in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, but I, I have been a single mom the entire time. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a single mom from the time he was two months old, uh, is when his father and I went different ways and we were never married. Um, and maybe that first year we still kind How of, how did that land with your parents? Oh, it, not well. Not yeah. You, well. I know your background a little bit. So I I'm just imagining that was rough going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, how'd you work that angle? Well, when I told them I was pregnant at that point, I hadn't decided, I hadn't decided if I was going to keep him or give him up to adoption. I knew I was going to go through the pregnancy, mm-hmm. but I was 20 years old. Um, and, uh, where was I working? I think I was working for AT&T, uh, uh, customer service for pagers. Did you have a oh pager? Did either of you have a pager? I had a pager. Yeah, you did. Pa- of course I had to have one. Did you yeah. remember, did you, my hat, I like the clear ones, the see-through ones that came in the different colors. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't that fancy. I just had I the think black. I had a blue one. And then the pagers got bigger because it went to alphanumeric messaging, which is <laughs> yeah. what we know today as text messaging. Text messages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I was doing um, when I got pregnant. Uh, and my parents did not know that I was living with Jacob's father. Like literally when they would mm. come up to visit, I would hide all of his stuff so that they wouldn't know he was living there. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of work. It was a lot. Huh. It's a lot of work to lie. It was so much, you know, so much work to lie. I did stay sober for m- most of my pregnancy. Ooh, mm-hmm. Most. Mm-hmm. Um, I smoked, I smoked a little weed. I drank, I turned 20 when I was six months pregnant when I turned 21 and my doctor said it was totally fine to have wine. So I had two wine coolers and just got shit faced. Um, not, Do you remember the look. wine coolers? Oh my God. Yeah. The mm-hmm. wine coolers. Do you remember Zima? I, used, Z, Zima? I was, I was just going to say that mm-hmm. the wine coolers, like let's go carrying my little case. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Did, you, did you guys have the um what is it called rockaberry no no the kiwi what oh, oh yeah well yeah, are they wine coolers yeah oh yeah yeah so okay see i would drink bottle. that just because of the name the, the, the name sells me right oh, there 100 percent. yeah i was like i want to drink it right now except yeah give it to me I, now I, I, yeah. I gave up drinking but yeah 
That's why I never got pregnant. I think that's why I don't have children because I'm like, well, I don't want to not be able to drink for nine months. So okay, that one was good. That's, that's why I'm out of this conversation. But uh, so, so yeah, my parents. So then my parents were like, well, if you're going to give him up for adoption, we're going to adopt him. I was like, it doesn't, it doesn't actually work like that. It doesn't actually work like that. But the, I, it didn't take me long to realize that I was, I was, I needed to keep him. I really thought that. Um, having him was going to save my life. And in many ways it did in many Mm -hmm. ways it did. Um, I didn't, uh, but I, and in the first year I I moved back in with my parents and I didn't work Um, after I had this big blow up with his dad. I won't go into the details of that right now. Um, but remind me to tell you later, it's a good story. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I just went and I, I worked out, I was doing the Cindy Crawford and the MTV workout videos while Jacob was like, you know, in his little like swing thing and I was scrapbooking and I took a, I took a college class on like child development and, but at one point my parents were like, you know, you're, you're really nailing this mom thing. You're doing a great job, but you do have to like get a job and start to adult again. And so when Jacob was about one, that's really when I started drinking again. And then it was, then it was on like Donkey Kong. And then I couldn't get out of my parents' house fast enough. Right. So got to get out. Yeah. So my entire twenties consisted of Jacob and I moving out, moving Mm -hmm. back in, moving out, (laughs) moving back in. There was a lot of that. Um, because I was, I would, I, I'm a good worker and I kept excelling in my jobs, uh, and making more money. And Jacob's dad ended up getting married. And when Jacob was, let's see, three, and I really liked her. I knew that when he, when he would go to their house every other weekend, that she would make sure he was taken care of. She was the one writing me child support checks. We actually had a great relationship uh, and we still do to this day. Is she still in, is she still married to him? Oh, definitely not. No, no. Okay. He, he has a little bit of an issue. He has really good taste in women. I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. so, he's one of those fellas. He's when, sweet talker. He's a sweet yeah. talker. Yeah. he's Yeah. Mm. When Jacob was six, they got pregnant with Jacob's brother, Jackson. Got it. And so, and when Jacob was nine was when I moved to Seattle and ultimately within that year, I got sober. So, um, so I've been single parenting the whole time. Yep. And when, for the first nine years, because I was close to my parents, I could just drop him off at their house on the weekends and go party. And then on the other weekends, he was going with his dad and his stepmom. So like I had this built-in system that I could then go and party to my heart's content, right? Mm. And when I would bring him up to meet his dad, I would stay with friends in Seattle and we would hit all the, we would hit the clubs Friday night, Saturday night, you know, I'd had the outfits, the whole thing. I was, I was, I was living large. That's back in the, is it in the nineties? Yeah. Late nineties, early nineties. Yeah. Two thousands, early early aughts. Just thinking about the fashion shoulder pads were happening. I know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of shoes were you wearing? High heels as high as I could get them. Yeah. Like stilettos or like platforms, stilettos, platforms. High, yeah. If I could have had high heeled sneakers, I probably would have. I was really into fitness. I was working out all the time. Um, I was tanning a lot. Tanning. Oh my God. Tanning beds a lot. I was actually thinking about tanning beds last night. Are you going to go tan again? Definitely not. I had skin okay. cancer, so definitely okay. not. This yeah, is a no, PSA. Not no to tanning. Wear no. your sunscreen. Uh, no, in 2018. Tamar had- is a tanner. 
Tamar. One habit at a time, ladies. One yeah. at a time. Yeah. 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 Tanner. You know what? I tried because somebody scolded me about the tanning bed that I was doing. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to do the spray on tan. So I yeah. started doing the spray on tan. It's not a good thing to do. Nothing like spraying chemicals on your body. It never works. It never looks good. I was orange. <laughs> elbows patchy oh yeah. my god so you've tried it you know what i'm talking oh, about oh yeah I have yeah. yeah yeah now it's now i have my skin like this right this is what i just sprayed is what i'm showing them because you're listening um yeah that's why i use my ion okay because i want i do have a really skin. good facial spray on tanner that's very mm. light and not streaky uh -huh. Um, but I forget to use it. I've just accepted. I'm just going to be super pasty and I'm just, pasty white. Yeah. Pasty white. Funny so, how, uh, uh, scare Jacob was nine years old. Nine. When you discovered that you had a drinking problem. Yep. And then you started living without alcohol. And do you think you became a better mom? No. Well, no. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, mean, I was a really good mom. Uh huh. Uh, but I was absent a lot. So whether yeah. that was like dropping him off with other people or sleeping a lot. Yeah. Um, and then when I got sober, hangovers, I was, <sighs> hangovers, the worst. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, there was just, you know, he just spent a lot of time alone, even though mm -hmm. I was there. Does that yeah, make yeah, sense? Yeah. Yep. Of course um, it does. And then when I got sober, I was, I was addicted to being sober in the beginning. So I yep. was off doing all the sober things. And Did you like carry him like, let's go. Sometimes he went with me. Sometimes yeah. he went with me. He didn't really care for, for no. sitting in church basements much. Um, but he, you know, he had his little video game and I put headphones yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when he was like, you know, I started leaving him home alone when he was 12, he had a cell phone door was locked, you know? Um, wow. Yeah. I love it. So, but yeah, the whole time, the whole row, it's just been him and I, and it's, not come without challenges because you know you have to do it all there's not somebody else picking up the slack anywhere not financially nope. not the garbage not the grocery yep. shopping when you're sick like it doesn't stop when you're a single mom and um and and well, yeah. motherhood never stops but no. i think single moms have it like way worse but then there's also mothers who are in really bad marriages or really bad partnerships that you know deadbeat not doing anything. Yeah, That's yeah, bad yeah. too. Right. I mean, I guess, I, you know, I guess the upside is I didn't have someone that was just sitting there doing nothing that Ugh, I was annoyed at. The worst. And I gotta, I gotta make all the decisions. Yeah. And yeah. we, you know, we, we did, we loved all the same things, amusement parks, superhero movies. Like I was the cool mom. Cause I was like way younger than all of his friends' parents. Right. So like the, our house was the house to be at, you know, we had all People. the gaming system. Uh, I didn't care when they went to sleep. You know, uh huh, uh huh. I bet yeah. you the other moms really just love that. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> That's and so he still lives with you now. He does. He moved out for a while and was living with a girlfriend. And then, mm -hmm. uh, right before the pandemic hit, he they broke up and he moved back in for a temporary. Convenient. And then the pandemic hit. Then the pandemic hit. Yeah, and it's like we actually. I mean, we've lived together for his 25 years. So yeah. we cohabitate very easily together. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, sometimes we play video games together or watch a movie together, but mostly now it's like me doing my thing, him doing his thing. Yeah. 
us arguing about whose turn it is to walk the dogs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But it's hard. It's, it's really hard. What do you want I mean, for him? What do I want for him? Yeah. Uh, I want him to find his way. He was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when he was 18. And uh, which explains a lot looking back. I think it's if you don't know what Crohn's disease is, it is a really it, bad bowel it's situation. An, it's a bowel situation. It's an autoimmune disease. And looking back to when he was like junior high yeah. and having issues like I, he, I, he's, he had it for a long time. It just wasn't diagnosed properly, mm. um, but it got really bad when he was 18. He's, he's six foot and he dropped weight really fast and was down to 120 pounds. Jeez. He was like Skeletor. Um, and, uh, and he had to have a pretty uh, evasive surgery and was in the hospital for a week. Mm. And, you know, it's, and it's, it's hard because with that disease, like, it's unpredictable. And you, yeah. you always need to know where the bathrooms are. I'm just going to leave that there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, think about how that psychologically plays. Has he ever thought of hypnosis? I don't think we've ever talked about that. No. Mm-hmm. That could be an option. I wonder if I know anyone. Mm-hmm. Might be able to find someone in your circle. Interesting. In this circle. Um, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Uh, he's in remission now. So he goes and gets, uh, he gets infusions every eight weeks Mm -hmm. and, uh, coming out of the pandemic, I was like, you must find a full-time job with benefits because you're about to turn 26 and you're not going to be on mine and you're not aware of all of your medical bills, but I am. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to start being aware of them. So fortunately he's got a job he really likes right now Good. and it's got benefits and he's moved over to them and, yeah, he's, he's coming into his own. What I want for him is to be true to himself, um, to be helpful of other people, um, and to content to figure out who he is based off of the foundation of what he was raised on belief system wise, moral code, but find his own way. Mm -hmm. But I hope where that he's got a, he, he is more of a follower than a leader and and so who he's following really matters, but he has the biggest heart. He's always the one that will look out for any underdog in any situation. Anybody that's like, you know, being ignored, he will go and seek them out. Do you think you had the advantage of raising him with a moral code because of your recovery? Definitely that, definitely that. And then, and then I, I grew up in a Christian home. Both my grandfathers were pastors. Mm-hmm. So it was always about uh, being kind and being of service to others. Like that was all my, I mean, all my parents, their entire lives, I've just watched them be of service to others. Ingrained in your DNA. Mm -hmm. At one point, at one point during high school years, he thought he wanted to be a youth pastor for a couple of years. That would have been super cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That could return. I was going to say it might come back around. Might come back around. Yeah. So does he go to church now? Not right now. No. Do you go to church right now? Not right now. No, uh-huh. I do some online things like what, uh, different, um, churches that have their, like their own podcasts or their own recorded sermons. Really? Mm-hmm. Like what, what, what do you mean? Like what, like, what do you listen to? Like I listen to Michael Beckwith with the Agape, right? That's where I go every Sunday. Like I'm on plugged in. Ching. 
Serving up the God, right? So who do you, who's your guy? Uh, it's called church home, church home, church home. I hmm. mean, I'm not going to brag, but it's a Justin Bieber's church. Okay. You can brag. <laughs> I've actually never seen him at it though, but, uh, it's up here in Kirkland, but apparently okay. the pastor is best friends with Justin Bieber. So, oh, I see. um, but it's, it's a bigger hipster church. So it's worth a listen is what you're saying. And you've kept this from me. You're not sharing this information with me. I am realizing now that it's a detail that I have left out of all of our previous conversations. Wow. <laughs> Elise, wow. Come on. Good thing you invited me to this podcast today. Yeah. yeah. This is good information. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm excited to be able to attend and listen. Well, and like, I like one thing I, I love worship music. I do. I love yeah. worship music. It's I'm in. Just, it feel, it fills my soul. Yeah. Um, so, and I was just having a conversation with a friend the other day that like, I really need to seek out getting back into mm-hmm. a church environment that is that, that, that I'm in relationship with people there and being part mm-hmm. of small groups mm-hmm. or whatever that ends up looking like, mm-hmm. because there was like four or five years there that Jacob and I went every Sunday, we would go and we would volunteer in the preschool room and, and he would bring his friends and we would play with the preschoolers for the Mm. first service. And then we would go to the second service and he would run the soundboard for the, for the junior high and high school kids. And I mean, that was our thing every Sunday. We it's something we did together. And, and then after he graduated and we moved and that church had some things and is no longer in existence, then Mm. it's just, I never, I just never find found it. a new home. Yeah. You got to find it's it. It's because I didn't make the effort, right? It's not yeah. It's because I didn't make the effort. I went to a few places that didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't keep me. They didn't, I didn't want to go back. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, but it's something that, that I definitely know that I want in my future. And, but I'm also thinking like, I'm about to move and I'm about to move a half an hour South of where I currently live. So maybe there'll be some opportunities down there that I can scout out. Like, I'm just going to be open to whatever is next in this area. Mara, do you go to church? No, not anymore. I did in my early recovery because you I did. was, I really wanted to seek out that spiritual side of myself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. these people knew mm-hmm. how to do it, but I always enjoyed it. And I yeah. think, you know, the, the finding your new home, it's the same thing as in recovery with anything that you enter into, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. finding your home within that, yeah. which yeah. I think is important. Well, and finding your people. Yeah. It's finding, finding people, people that finding your people that you share things in common with on all levels in a judgment-free totally. supportive zone, like the circle I'm in right now, both of you. That's right. It's a safe space. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think too many people let their belief systems or judgment get in the way of being able to find that connection. You know, like it's like, oh, they define religious as everybody's the same kind of thing, but it's not that way. It's like, let's be more open-minded peeps. And take what you want and leave the rest behind. Yeah. Like you don't have to agree with everything. Yep. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like Lane has a question coming on. She's I got see. this big I see smile on her face. But she <laughs> anything could come out of her mouth right now. I you know, know we don't know. Anything. I know. My my skin tone could go from chicken breast pink to red in a heartbeat. <laughs> you know. One of the great things about having friends is being able to hang out and chat and get real and be present with them and goof around, mess around, uh, 
but I think the most important thing is being able to be present with somebody. And, you know, the last couple of months, uh, Elise, well, not the last couple of months. I mean, you started the sober curator. Let's just start there. Let's back up the bus a little bit. Sorry for that. Uh, you started the sober curator when the pandemic hit, correct? Yeah. Started, uh, August, 2020 is when I, when I officially launched the website by accident, by the way, but. So you officially, uh, launched in August of 2020. Correct. By accident. Why was that an accident? Well, I didn't mean I, it wasn't ready. And I, I, I published the site and then I didn't know how to unpublish it because I was doing it all myself. So I was like, eh, well, no one will see it anyway. So it doesn't matter. And it was just up there. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just went for it. And then you went for it. So, and I think this is where, uh, it gets kind of brilliant is that this sober curator, this place has brought in a, a ton of community and people and connection and a silver lining again, being able to do this at a time when everyone else in the world has been stressed out and not knowing what to do with their time has this little passion project given you some hope or given you a different perspective on recovery on your recovery? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. It's, I made a lot of different friendships across the country, around the world. Um, and many of which got sober in very different ways than I did. So I was open to, to all these different ways, um, and curating all this content. I really wanted an emphasis on, on the fun that can happen in recovery. Um, because I get tired of the, fun. Tomorrow, what's fun for you? Everything can games be fun. night. I love games, games night. night. That's right. Yeah. 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 Just laughing well, really hard at yes. any laughing, laughing all the time. Laughing. Yeah. Me too. So important. I want to have a knitting lot of laugh fun. Lines. You know, if somebody said, come over and have a knitting time, I don't think that would be fun for me. No. I, I mean, if you didn't know that. how to knit and you were watching each other, just make a knit, like a mess out of it, then you'd like, laugh. That might be fun, but you're not my first pick. No, not mine. No. Knitting. Are you a knitter? I don't knit. My dad no. crochets while he watches football. See, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, back to the sober curator. Sorry for that. Uh, <laughs> so Squirrel. you've met a lot of interesting people. Yeah. Who's been the most interesting? I mean, besides the two of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who, obvious. Who, who? I mean. You know, it's, it's, it, it was interesting because I tried all the things like I was on clubhouse and I had built a club there and we were meeting once a week and we were having different guests come on different topics. We were having comedy night. We were, did you have Bronwyn on? Did not have Bronwyn on. Oh man. She's a, you know, she one. used to follow the sober curator and engage with my content all the time, yeah. uh, before I got hacked. And then I don't think she realized uh, that I've been hacked and there's a different yeah. account now. So Bronwyn, if you're out there please follow me again. It made me really happy when you did. Um, but if I, yeah, you I don't a- know who Bronwyn is. Bronwyn is one of the housewives from Orange County. Yes. Okay. Go yeah. ahead. We, we love it. We love a sober housewife. We do. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't always easy. It was, um, uh, I got close with someone who ended up taking their life. Mm-hmm. Right. That was really hard. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that one coming. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, then it made me reevaluate, like, what could I have done Mm -hmm. better, Mm -hmm. uh, 
to make that person feel like they could be included and not so like completely overwhelmed with shame that they couldn't come back Mm -hmm. after whatever happened. You know, I don't have the details, but that really, that really shook me. That really rattled me. I feel like that was the beginning of you getting a little sideways. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. That kind of like shifted your boat for a while. Yeah. It, yeah. it really, cause this is a person that like we, we messaged, you know, regularly, we talked yep. business stuff when he would have, when he would, something good was happening in his life. He would let me know. Mm-hmm. I went and make, got a Funko doll in his, in his likeness, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I, these friendships to me online were very real, but at the same time, they weren't in my everyday life. I didn't actually know what was going on with them. Yeah. Right. So you have to take what people are telling you at face value and and that's, that's hard. It's not enough. It's not enough. No, no. Yeah. That's why I get on the phone and I call, right? Like yes. I'm call, I'm like, okay, Elise, here I am. Here's my face. FaceTime, FaceTime, FaceTime. Marco Polo, Marco Polo, Marco yep. Polo. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Right. I, I just, yeah. as much as I don't want to be on my device it, it through this pandemic, it's been the thing that has saved me mm-hmm. being able to connect all the time in real time. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say you, you helped me break that. Like I was not much of a FaceTime Marco Polo. Like I was more of a texture phone call person, uh, no. old school, but like, I appreciated that about you. And the other thing I realized is like, I had a hard time. I had a hard time holding contact with you face to face. Yes, you did. I, I'm better now, but like, yes, it, you are. But I struggled with that in yeah. part because I was afraid you were going to see me. I was also distracted by seeing myself and didn't want to look at myself, mm-hmm. which, you know, there's mm-hmm. d- deeper layers to that for sure. Yes. So it's, it's all been an evolution process. And I was talking with a friend the other day and she was like, wow, like, I don't remember the last time we talked, but you've grown a lot in the last couple of years. I was like, oh, well, good. Look at that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I hope That's so. It. There's been a lot <laughs> of to that. Okay. But wait, work. you haven't answered the question. Like who's been the most interesting person you've come up against, like, or met. You've met a lot of people over there at the Sober Curator. A lot of people. A lot. You know, one that stands out to me. Tell us. His name is Cameron Green. Who's that? Right. You don't even know. I don't Um, even know who this person is. You've never mentioned this person. Well, there's a Sober Spotlight article about him on the Sober Curator that apparently (gasps) you missed. Okay. So I got to interview him because he is. What's his name? Cameron Green. And he is 23, 24, and he was just about at a year sober when I interviewed him. And he got to work on the set with 90 and 90 Pictures, which is a nonprofit that I befriended during the pandemic that mm-hmm. creates uh, a completely sober set for the film and TV industry. And they were filming a pilot episode called Die Pretty, which is currently being shopped around at a bunch of different um, festivals right now. And he got to work on this and be surrounded by other people in recovery and really come into his own with costume design. And I got to hear all about how much he's loved costume design from back when he dressed up like Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. And it was just so cool to talk Mm -hmm. to someone young in recovery that was like, like, like that young doing that much intentional work on himself and mm. flourishing in his career. Like okay. How that, old is he? How old is he? He's young. 24. Yeah. Yeah. He's young. So he's one of these uh, Z's, right? Yep. He's a Z. 
He's a Z. These Z's different thinking, which the world. they are going to change the freaking world. Yep. They're out in nature. They want to do things differently. It's pretty cool. I love this. Okay. Let's promote him. <laughs> I, yeah. Cameron, I love you. Let's call me. We haven't talked in forever. I just, it's just, and it's just one of many stories. I love yeah. seeing when people's light comes on and they're yeah. doing what they love and they found their yeah. passion, which is not at the bottom of a glass. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that's what we're getting sober for is, mm-hmm. is to find the things that we love and do them really well. Uh, and we can just say right here, if you're at the bottom of the glass and you're like WTF, uh, the now what Academy might be something that you want to check out. Maybe yeah, check it out. Possibly yeah. the, the big orange button on the website right there. You can get on the wait list. Boom. Always there for you. The big orange button. Yeah. We, we like the big orange button. I love that orange button. Me too. Mm-hmm. Makes me smile every time I see it. Okay. So we love Cameron Green. He's going to call you. No, better yet. My friend, you call him and say, Cameron, talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to check in with him. You're right. I'm going to follow up. I, you, yeah. yeah, 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 rah, rah, rah. Let's have him on the show. Let's, let's, well, let's all talk. Let's all hang out. Yeah. 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 There's been so many, there's just so many, there's so many great people out there doing great things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's True. another gal that, um, she's launching a bracelet line called rehab Barbie. Oh I've yeah. This her, one I've is really fascinating. She is she's, fun. She is yeah. funky. She is stylish. She is like working on a clothing line and this jewelry line. And I just think it's great. I just think it's great that people are figuring out what they love to do. All right. So let's break to, would you rather, thank you for sharing all that. You're welcome. Would you rather vomit on your hero or celebrity that you love or have them vomit on you? Well, here's the thing about vomiting. Yeah. If someone vomits around me, I'm going to vomit. So it doesn't actually like matter because if they vomit on me, I will vomit on them. If I vomit on them, they will vomit on me. Like it's just, it's okay. So who's going first. This is a (laughs) disturbing question. I don't like this question. That's what it came up today. (laughs) It is disturbing. (laughs) I'm just trying to fit, you know, think about Robert Downey Jr. Vomiting on me. And I just, I don't, yeah, I'm taking theirs first all like for real. Mm-hmm. You, like if Jason, like all of a sudden, like had a problem, I'd be like, Oh, Jason, no problem. She's on a Jason kick right now. Oh, Bateman. That's we're, right. We're going to have yeah. him on the show. Yeah, he's Bateman, if you're one listening, of our two listeners you can come and yeah. vomit on lane. Yep. She's ready like, for I would it. be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And then I would all over, but it would be okay. I think we- you're right. I think it'd be, it'd be less embarrassing if they vomit on me versus me vomiting on them first. Yeah. I'll, that That's a good answer. You would yeah. you, you wouldn't wash that shirt then would you lane? Probably not. You'd probably hang it. <laughs> this is taking a weird turn. This is taking a really weird turn. <laughs> Why don't you throw that in the wash? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's the next one. Would you rather be forced to live the same day over and over again for a full year, a full year, same day, or take three years off the end of your life? Serious question, but it's so good. 
And do you get a pick that? Do you get a pick the day that you get to live over and over and over again? Uh, no, it's just like it just happens. There's a movie. It could, it could be today. It could be us doing this every day for a year. Every I'll day. take the three years off my life at the end of my life. <laughs> Final answer. Wow. Wow. I did, not, I did not expect that, especially when Lane put that on the table. I'm like, who wouldn't want to talk to us every day for a year? Elise, I don't know. No. I know. It's just changed the status of our relationship. I'm kind of hurt. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, where are these questions coming from? I don't like this game. Would you rather? (laughs) You're not like, would you rather? We're on this, would you rather kick? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just is what it is. I would rather Uh, take three years off my life, but then I would like live it to the, well, I'm living it to the fullest now, but. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. I just don't think I'd want to live the same day every day over again for a year. I don't think I want that. No matter if it was good or bad, I wouldn't want it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because you don't really know if those last three years are really going to be there or not. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You already don't know what you, you yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Elise, can I, can I, I ask have... a question really quick? Yeah. Just sure. thinking about the end of your life and yeah, do you of ever course. like, do you ever like think about like your funeral, like what people are, what it's, what it'll be like, what people are saying, what music is played. Like, do you ever think about that? Uh, I used to think about that. I don't think about it anymore. Mm. Yeah. Tomorrow? No. Yeah. Are you thinking about this, Elise? Oh, it, it it's a thought that comes up now oh, and again. Interesting. And it has my whole life. It's something I've always mm. wondered. Like, will I be dearly missed? Oh, my God, for sure. How yeah. many people will be Jesus. there? Will it be standing room only? Like, like 500 questions. people, at least. This is, I mean, this is, these 10, are thousands that I have. Yeah. Would you have an open or closed casket? I want to be cremated, so I would have neither. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be. Actually, so I did think about what that would look like when I was still drinking, and I had plans to be sprinkled over a brewery. That was actually my. What? Yeah, that was actually my. I'm sure some of my friends could uh, (laughs) validate that. No, I think I want my ashes to be like shot out of a potato gun into the ocean. Just, oh, okay. That's a good idea. I'd want to be on the beach now. Yeah. The beach, the sand, the water. So I'd be half on the beach, half in the ocean as the Mm -hmm. tide comes up, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Tamart, anything else that we want to, you know, noodle with Elise? We've really been all over the place today. I would like to point out. Single yeah, of course. Parenting. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we roll. That's, all, that's how we roll. All, all over the place. Yeah, it's random. I don't know. I just think I, I think it's great that the life that you've created, right? And and being a single mom, because I know there I know single moms who struggle. So I just want to say, like, I love that you've created this life for yourself and now you're actually on a new adventure. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, creating my job. New yeah. job. Yeah, and I have, mm-hmm. we have my to job. talk about what? that for a second. Like you're going after your dream, like what you're yeah. passionate about. You're making like it said, see you later, motherfucker. Yeah. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah. So I have been in media for 25 years and uh, I've done really well at it. Mm-hmm. I have the gift of gab and I am persuasive. 
Yeah. Uh, and when I believe in the products that I sell, it's, you know, it's hard for people to say no to me, but it's never, it's never really filled my cup. Mm. Right. Um, I love seeing people succeed in their business or their personal life, but advertising to me has always felt like gambling. Like maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't, uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can do that can prove results. Sure. But it's just never, it's just, I've just never like, I've loved it, but not like, it's never like filled my soul. And uh, so I got an opportunity recently to quit my job and like take this leap of faith and go work on a startup where we're just going to help people for fun and for free achieve their best selves. And we don't even really, at least I don't have clarity on what it's going to look like. But startup all, plan. you've never worked on a startup. Well, I have, when I worked for a magazine, it, I started when it was only one year old. And mm. so I, 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 have definitely been in startup. I worked at GeekWire, which mm -hmm. is a tech website, yep. also startup. Yep. Yep. So I actually per, per, prefer a startup environment over big mm -hmm. corporate mm -hmm. because it's scrappy, you know, yeah. and there's grit and moxie. Yep. And those are words that like, I like to associate myself with. Do you? I do. I would not put that with you at all. That's so I'm, fascinating. I am scrappy as a mofo. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I can make, I have a knack for making a little look like a lot. Okay. Yeah. I single appreciate mom. that so because much. Because I'm a single mom. I've always yeah, had that. To, it goes with it. That you know, totally does. I've, yeah. I've, 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 I'm, I thrift shop. I, yep. I do everything to make my house and, and everything mm. look really great. Even though I've only had this like finite budget. Did you guys watch trading spaces back in the day? Did you like that show? Like, Where they, I people read, they, they like you traded spaces and you went to your neighbor's house and redecorated one of their rooms and they went to your house and redecorated one of no. them. Oh, I love that show. Anyways. Trading spaces. I've I'm like looking spaces. it up. Trading spaces. Early two thousands. Oh yeah. There. Yeah. No. And they had a budget. They had like, usually it was like a thousand bucks or 2000 bucks. And they oh had my God, it, it ran from 2000 to 2008. Yeah. It had and I've never seen this. Oh my goodness. Trading spaces. Okay. Add I'm going to have list. to check it out. Okay. But yeah. Scrappy. Being scrappy. Scrappy. Grit. Grit. Yeah, Grit. I can yeah. Grit. I can yeah. see for sure. Moxie. Okay. You know, when somebody says you have a lot of moxie, it's hard to know if that's a compliment or an insult sometimes, but I've always decided to take it as a compliment. Compliment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tamar. Lane. That was a nice turn. Yeah. That was nice. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was nice. I, I, I've thoroughly uh, enjoyed just hanging out you know, with the two of you. So I it's can't wait till we can do it in person. I know it'll be great. Oh my God. Yep. But here, here's my question. Do we hug? Of course we hug. Okay. Why would well, we I met hug? some people this weekend and we didn't hug. And I thought, Oh, what do we hug? No hugs. Uh, what were, you know, where, where are people oh. at on that? Oh, do we have masks? Yeah. Do we not wear masks? It's just, it's all. <sighs> yeah. We're going to be spending 24 hours together. So I feel like a mask defeats the, per I mean, we're not going to wear a mask for 24 hours. So no mask and definitely hugging, definitely but, hugging. but I don't just go hug hugging anybody, but I don't either. I, I, I definitely would hug both of you. Okay. Then hugs yeah. on the table. Okay. Yeah. Good. Hugs are on the table. Yeah. Okay. Good. A three-way hug is definitely on the table. That, I love it. Yeah. You love a three-way. 
Hug. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> That's another podcast. That's another podcast. Another episode. Uh, okay, my friend. I have thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford and my other friend, Elise Bryson, and you. Thank you for listening and hanging out with us. And I would love it if you head on over to iTunes and leave a little review. Five stars is really what we're going for. Yeah. Uh, Tamar, Elise. It's been a slice. I love this. Thanks. I just, yeah, maybe we'll do a little X-rated uh, uh, podcast next time. We'll get into yeah. the other topics. Down and dirty. Down and dirty. Down and dirty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. With the West Coast besties. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, everyone. Have a good day. Moment. Later. Bye. Bye. Okay. First of all, so much fun. I hope you enjoyed that. Now, did you know that we have a masterclass? It's called Overcome Obsessive Bad Habits. So let go of perfectionism and develop peace of mind at any time. Join us. It's absolutely free at overcomeobsessivebadhabits.com. And we'll see you on the next show.